Anyway. All right, you broke the podcast. <laughs> Sweet. Podcast down. <laughs> Whoa. I thought it was. Hey, Chris, oh, no. this is how I'm going to talk. I hope this is better for you. Hey. I'm going to put it all the way in my Hey, Chris, is it okay if I talk like this during the podcast? Hey, guys, uh. My favorite movie of the past two weeks was. It's literally blinking red, like, on the board. Oh, I hope I'm not peeking anything out. A little bit. I have a little bit of a sore throat. I'm going to talk. Kind of a... I'm going to talk right here. That's not what I'm going to do. That's the worst. Malcolm. Oh, wait, no. That's the worst Sam Neill impersonation. You mean. No, no, this is the best. No. Here's my impersonation of Sam Neill. Oh! Which was from Event Horizon. Oh! That is a great part. That movie's great. It was only a word. That movie's great, but it does not hold up, unfortunately. Oh no! I but I still I bought it on Blu-ray for oh, eleven ninety-five, and it was so worth my money. I have it too, but it it it's like it hinges on those effects that do not hold up. Oh, the effects are horrible. Wait, you're talking about Event Horizon? Yeah. Yes, yes. Eh, the they're event, not that bad. They're, they're pretty, pretty bad. bad. <laughs> when did you watch it? Not too long ago. I my I rewatched it like two, maybe three years ago. Yeah, I watched it pretty recently. And yeah, I it, it I has not it. held up. I just but. I think it has great atmosphere. Oh, it's it's a I love it. I don't understand I feel like why you people have to hate try it. Try so a little harder yeah. now than you used to. Yeah. Like when I first saw it, I saw it in theaters and I didn't sleep for like a week. Oh, yeah, like well, now it's know. like now it's like I mean it's good, but it's like you could see. I the still think the concept is really oh, yeah, oh yeah, the concept's yeah. great. And, and I can't terrific. believe that it gets such low reviews. Like yeah, it's, it, people bash. No, it I think it's a great horror movie. I love it. So yeah, that would that 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 would that's scary. When I saw it in theaters, I was like, "I'm gonna kill myself." <laughs> you also, it's easier to just die, yeah, than try to live in this world. You also I, have to understand that before seeing the movie, I had listened to, to the, the Zayo album, album that yep. uses like every line <laughs> every from that line. movie. Yep. So when watching it, I was just like, "Shit, yeah, this is that part of that song." <laughs> See, I actually had it the other way, where I was like, "We watched Event Horizon," and someone told me, "Do your Zayo did it look a concept album?" Based on that movie, I'm like, I must have it right. I traded my copy of Where Blood and Fire Brings Rest, their best album, for a copy of that uh, album. But that album's, like, almost as good. Oh, it's still good, but Blood and Fire is still better. Yeah. So, are, are we recording? Yeah, we've been. Oh, shit, yeah, um, okay. So, guys. Yeah, the, 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 there's a band I used to listen to that used tons of Evil Dead quotes. So now when I watch it, it's like, it's which, weird. Which band's that? Uh, Calibretto. Ah, wait, Calibretto 13? Well, then it became Calibretto, yeah. Ah, okay. They uh they they um they use like a whole bunch and like and like as much as I've already seen the movie, when I watch it, I it's like it's it's one of those weird moments where you're watching something and then like you know, the exact audio drop. Yep. Yeah. And you know and, it. And it's like 
you're all Whoa. of a sudden you're like nostalgia yep. like, yeah. yep. in the middle of the movie that I've seen like a million times so like the whole movie should be nostalgia but for but then there's, there's like, like they were like a horror dose. punk band kind of right yeah, yeah yeah they did like they did like well they were, they were like they started out like they were just pretty like they, acoustic ska punk, they weren't but they, they weren't that great stuff. in the beginning no I was they very, were awesome in the beginning I was very upset awesome I was very upset when I bought Calibera thirteen. You're done. I was like, oh, I don't like this band at yeah, all. Yeah, you're stupid. So that's good. We got that settled. <laughs> then we can move on to greater things. All right. We should just spend an entire episode talking about how we feel about Calibretto 13 and Boz Lerman. That's right. This will be... be get thing. out! <laughs> Parker's get out episode. This will yeah, well, this be one for the age. Start, Shortest start podcast talking about episode. Danielson family. <laughs> eh, I don't know. They kind of played out. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> all right. I'll murder you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to End of the Critic, a uh, movie podcast where we discuss new movies in theaters as well as movies on Netflix, movie trailers and news and what. Sometimes a few other things too. Some, sometimes, if a sometimes a other lucky. stuff. Wait, this is a movie podcast. It's a movie podcast. I'm out of here. Right. This is doom. Wait. <laughs> <Slam>. <laughs> Oh man, he's gone, guys. Uh, I'm I'm Chris Clump. With me is Matt Schaefer. <laughs> Parker's still driving away. It's weird how his door and car sounds so much like the human voice. I've never experienced it that was before. Me. I'm the master oh, of the voices. Man. Par- dude, I didn't I Parker's convinced there, that we're in a uh, a 1920s radio <laughs> broadcast. Now you guys may remember me from a movie that I was in, uh, The Police Academy. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, well, <laughs> you're. Hmm. I, yeah, no, you. I, I look a little different from back then. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's his name? Michael. Michael you, no, you were a Michael. baby. You were a baby <laughs> in that film. Michael. What is that guy's name? Uh, that guy's awesome. Michael knows. Yeah, so I got in my car and it was. <laughs> There's a reason why that style of comedy died. Michael with Winslow. The radio. Yes, yeah, Michael, Winslow. Michael Winslow. Yep. The it man of ten thousand. It reminded me of uh, the 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 show on TGIF, Carl Winslow. I, I think I think that's how I remembered it. Yeah. Oh my Good old God. Carl Winslow. <laughs> All right, we're just off to a great start. Remember when stand up consisted of getting up and doing sounds sounds of things people hear in their life, and it's like this is the funniest stand up thing I ever heard. Uh, no, no, because none of us were born in, in that era. Yes, yeah, so let's say Parker, you're a little older than the rest of us. I don't remember that. That Remember funny. that time that you had to care about animals eating you because you lived outside and hunted and <laughs> gathered? Well, I do. He's not that much older than us. I, it's like, no. That's like, I've never even heard of Carrot Top. You're crazy. That doesn't exist. Oh, to me, I'd... Carrot Top is just a bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> the best. He's a freakish looking man. He is a very bodybuilder. I know nothing else about him. I've seen listen, one of his stand-up specials. Mark, you should listen to that Mark Marin. Have you heard that one? No, it's, good. it's no. depressing, but good. No, we don't want other people to listen to other podcasts. We listen to, to Mark Maron. As no. far as this podcast is concerned, there are no other podcasts. Yeah, well, no, us. listen to Mark Maron, and then you'll get depressed, and then you can come back over here and have a good oh. time. You guys, you guys heard he has a new show Yeah, based on his life? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's the first 10 minutes of his podcast that everyone fast forwards? Great. This is going to be a hit. <laughs> kind of like this podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Well, this week, uh, we are going to be discussing Paranorman on our Netflix review. And Iron Man 3. But before we get into that, let's get into some news. Matt, you want to read off that? 
<laughs> let's let's get into some news. I, Dead honest, silence. I I really thought you had something. I thought every <laughs> time everything everything that I went on the internet today to look up. Okay. I was like, all right, we'll get some news. We'll get okay. some news. No, it's all Star Trek and how much money it's making. Great. That's all I, that they're talking. I, about. I do actually they make, have Chris? some news. Oh, go ahead. Dick Trickle, the NASCAR driver, committed suicide. Like well, very, like today. Sad and mm-hmm. unrelated to film. Yeah. I don't so. See how that's a and in other news, uh, every newscaster now has to say "Dick Trickle" for the next <laughs> few days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is good. Oh. It's too it's soon. good that we too can soon. get humor out too of that. Yep, he had a funny name, and well, he should he, have expected that when he died. <laughs> yes, I you knew that, that was, was coming. The main reason he committed suicide. I hope. Like, is it wrong that I hope he got some pleasure out of that? Like thinking to himself, like, oh man, it's wrong, but I, it's like what you can do now that he's dead. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that he got some pleasure out of that. Yeah, anyway, All my right. movie news is yeah. Let's 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 because this is was he in any movies? My movie news is uh, Dick Trickle biopic in the works. <laughs> biopic? Why do you keep calling it that? I like saying it biopic. Biopic. Biodick Trickle. Biodick Trickle. That's the working title. They'll think of yeah, something else. They'll get it. They'll get it. All right. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> the Trickle never runs dry. <laughs> That's the subtitle in the works. All right, sorry. No, the subtitle is going to be "Who is Dick Trickle?" <laughs> Who is Dick Trickle? Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle biography. Who is Dick Trickle? <laughs> A Dick Trickle story. <laughs> Carl Urban talks Dread sequel. Oh, yes. Carl Urban has been discussing the possibility of a sequel to Dread. And says that despite the film's relatively poor box office showing, that's an understatement. Oh yes. Uh, there could be a a follow up, and which. I think this needs to happen. I do too. Dread 3D was amazing. No one saw it in theaters, unfortunately. Right. But a lot of it, people saw it on Blu-ray, and that's where it made its money was Blu-ray. And I think it did. At the end of the day, I think it did fairly well right. financially. It, it it made its money back. It was a really beautiful looking action movie. It was it was it's great. Like the first thing that comes to my mind. There's so many shots in that movie that mm-hmm. I'm just like, a a Dread movie should not look this beautiful. A lot of use of slow motion, and it's it was not tasteful. annoying. It was tasteful. Yeah, it was very well done. Uh, if and you haven't seen it, check it out. Dread 3D, it's great. It's also, if I could say one more thing about that movie, is that it sets up for a long line of sequels. Oh, absolutely. Because it's just a day in the life of Dread. And it takes place in one it's building. It's in one setting, one day, mm-hmm. featuring a small cast. And it was awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you could do a bunch of movies just like that, just like a day with Judge Dredd and his partner. Yeah, it, re- it really set up great sequel possibilities. And initially, the, the rumor was that there would be no Dredd sequel, uh, that it didn't do well enough in the right. box office, which really I found upsetting. So I was like, oh, this, this, I just want to, like, I just want some director to just play in this world. There's just so much potential there. For Absolutely. just a great sci-fi action film. Yeah, I think there's hunger for it. I think a lot of people feel the same way. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, really... a lot of people, a lot of people discovered this, you know, on Blu-ray uh, in Redbox because it was marketed so poorly. It was, and, and honestly, hardly marketed. Honestly, the the taint of Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd, right? Which which was... everyone, which is good in its own right, but in a joke. 
Yeah, it's it's good jokey, with some buddies and some beer yeah. and not taking it seriously. But this is actually a good, a really legit action. Yeah, movie. this is this so is if a you haven't great seen film. If you haven't seen Dread 3D, see it. I didn't see it in 3D, so no nobody needs to see it in 3D. <laughs> so <laughs> just just go get the Blu-ray. No, it's yeah, it's so worth seeing. Well, I I actually have a piece of news here. Oh, okay. Uh, Brad Bird. Yeah. Uh, the director of Incredibles and Mission Impossible Mission Four, Impossible yeah. Ghost Protocol, has he has turned down the Star Wars. He doesn't want to do a Star Wars movie. Oh. And he okay. wants to direct Incredibles Two. Okay. Well, yeah, th- they already had the writer for Star Wars. I think. I think He's they were the going after wrote... him for they... directing. Uh, yeah, but then they said that JJ was doing it. Right. I'm just trying I mean, to think of why he would make this announcement now after yeah. they pretty much had it set in stone. I think I think the big thing is that he wants to do event uh, uh Incredibles 2. Okay. Is the big is the big news. I there. mean, I liked Incredibles a lot. It's a good Pixar film. It's just it really disturbs me how many Pixar sequels they're willing to make. Like r- really Toy Story should have been it. Toy yeah. Story should have been their one franchise where they go, okay, we're going to make sequels for this because it's kind of our mainline franchise. Everything else, it's like all those stories are great self-contained, one-and-done type right, deals. Right. You don't you don't need to continue. Incredibles is maybe the only one that has an excuse because it's one of the few Pixar movies that I can think of that has a lead-in at the end to a sequel. Right, but the big thing that I loved about The Incredibles was the struggle that they had to remain normal right like that was a big part of the story mm-hmm. now that's gone so really is it just going to be another superhero action film like it's going to lose a quality that made it unique right so i mean i don't know my, my thing is again i i just a lot of people have said this in the past but pixar seems to be really churning out the the sequels mm-hmm. when they should be focusing on original original content, content. which and, is what they're good at Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, they they ha- were an idea machine for over a decade. Some of the best animated films in the last five years, uh, uh, ten years, yeah, uh, has have been Pixar. I mean, you have, of course, Toy Story, uh, Wall-E, Up. I mean, pretty much anything on the Pixar list except Ratatouille Cars is two. extremely <laughs> underrated. I think that's one of their best films. I've not seen Ratatouille. Ratatouille is awesome. It has Patton Oswalt. How could you not see it? I, uh, I don't know. Can't we'll, see we'll, them all, Matt. We'll make it a date night. It'll be okay. great. <laughs> you, me, Mel, and the cats. All right, that'll. She'll she'll love it too if she hasn't seen it. Depending on how late we start, she'll fall asleep yep. halfway through. No, she'll, Good she'll times. like it. Uh, Honestly, that's all I got for news. Yeah, There's not that's much. Fine. That's everything fine. else is just Star Trek. Star Trek's making this yeah, much money. Yeah, it's gonna make a boatload. We already knew that. Uh, oh, there's a Frank Miller movie in development. Oh, really? Yeah. Not Sin City, though. No. That was supposed to come out like two years after the first Sin City. Yep. That's I'm, cool. I'm sure Frank Miller's just being a dick, and that's why it hasn't happened. All right. Well, let's get into the some trailers here. Let's. Let's. Move let's on. Us. Which one do we talk about first? Well, let's uh, let's talk about Epic. We saw okay. Uh, well, uh, the three movies that were the three trailers we saw. We saw Epic. We saw Last Vegas. La- is it Last Vegas? Last Vegas. Last Vegas. And Riddick. Yes, and Riddick. So yeah, let's start off with Epic and kind of go in that order. Epic has one of the most diverse casts that I've seen since other movies like this, such yes. as. Uh, it's the one with the zoo animals and they all... Madagascar. Madagascar. Madagascar It's series. just... 
a con- conglomeration of some noteworthy big name actors, mm-hmm. some lesser known or lesser you know traveled comedians, mm-hmm. and then uh, musical artists. Yeah, it's it's a very confusing it's, cast. It's really confusing, and it's not bad it's just it's just weird to see all these people let's let's just go down the cast quick yeah go, go right we ahead. have uh jason sudeikis okay there's he fills the uh middling comedian there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. steven tyler reasons oh, unknown okay amanda C- seafried okay pitbull all righty <laughs> beyonce knowles my question is why colin farrell aziz ansari and to round it all off christoph waltz so making me really conflicted about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of flat out like great talent. There's a couple people that I just you know what I, I mean. I like I like Colin Farrell. I know it's yeah. a popular opinion, but I, I think he's all right. And then he was and then uh, just great. confusing stuff like Beyonce. He was great in Seven Psychopaths, one of my favorite movies from last year. Yeah, I mean, Christoph Walsh can do no wrong. No, I mean the man. So he will at least be good. And Aziz, Aziz um, is awesome. He's he's, he's hilarious. He seems annoying in it though. Great. It it looks like a movie that would annoy me. Yeah, I um, mean it's basically for uh, if you haven't yeah. seen the trailer, it it looks very uh, pretty. It's from I believe Disney Animation, or is it? Uh, I don't think it is. It's not Disney. It's uh, Blue Sky, which is who's that? Who owns that? Oh, that's um, Dr- I think DreamWorks owns them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that is DreamWorks. Um, uh, 20th Century Fox Animation. Oh, okay. And Blue Sky Studios. So yeah, it, yeah. It looks like it Fern looks Gully Fern for a modern, it looks like Fern Gully. for a modern era. And so it I looks hated, like Avatar. I hated Fern Gully when I was a kid. So <laughs> adult Matt is not going to enjoy the modern CGI incarnation. No sir. It looks. It looks. It looks okay. I don't know. For me, for it kids. just looks like. Hey, we've seen this before. It's not good, and they don't look like they're bringing anything new to the table. No. Uh, it look yeah. It so. looks like Ferngully with like a slightly more fantasy stinted tilt. Yeah. But that's yeah, kind of, but it still doesn't doesn't really make me excited at all. Chris and Matt's care level not not very high. No. Not no, very high. No. Let, let's let's really let's let's move on. All right. So Last Vegas. Viva Last Vegas. Uh, so if the last trailer we talked about was a grown-up version of Fern Gully or a Fern Gully for the modern era, this is a this is a hangover for uh, octogenarians. Yep, yep, pretty much is what everyone is saying. Okay. Oh, sorry, sixty-something. Yep. I don't think that's true. Something. That's what the synopsis says. I'll read that. Three sixty-something friends take a break from their day-to-day lives to throw a bachelor party in Las Vegas for their last remaining single pal. I don't think that's true. I think the youngest of them might be in their <laughs> upper 60s. Probably. Like, I, mean, I don't... Is is Robert De Niro still in his 60s? I have no idea. Let's let's look into that. This movie stars Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, Michael Douglas. Nope, he's 70. Kevin or he's going to be 70. Various other individuals are in this film. Morgan Freeman's in his 70s. Uh, Michael Douglas is still in his upper 60s. But yeah, essentially this is this is the hangover okay. for uh my grandparents. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm I'm just looks... surprised they didn't get uh 
Al Pacino in this. <laughs> yeah, he would fit right in. He and Robert De Niro. For a while, it was like, I remember, you know, when I was young, it was like a big thing mm-hmm. when Robert De Niro and, and Al Pacino did a movie together because it was like, oh, man, the, the two kings of, of, of all the crime films joining forces. And now it's just like not even a novelty. That, like, or, or it's uh, weird yeah. to see them not do a film those, together. Those two old guys are doing films together again. That's That's cool. This trailer features a drunk Morgan Freeman, which was very enjoyable to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, drunk Morgan Freeman is hilarious. Going on and on about Red Bull vodkas. Yep. Uh, I I might see it just to see drunk Morgan Freeman. I like pretty much everybody in this film whom I recognize. I mean, Robert De Niro's great. Morgan Freeman's great. I really like Michael Douglas. So, I don't know. I mean, but the, the again, the idea just seems like... I, I can just picture a boardroom where people are just sitting around and it's completely silent and somebody goes, we can make another Hangover movie. And then they go, oh, we're already making that. Let's make it for old people. Brilliant. We'll throw, you know. Old people always want to go to the it. movies. Yeah, old people get there. Yeah, I mean, I'd like, to say, I'd like to say that this is a movie, you know, oh, this would be a fun movie to sit down with my grandpa and watch. But the reality is neither of my grandparents, uh, my grandfathers care about movies. <laughs> That and so, it'll probably be so chocked full of immature humor that like, yeah. I, I, I don't like, think I don't uh, think this movie's gonna find its legs. I don't think it's gonna know who it's. Yeah, uh, it's like is it going gonna for? appeal to the frat boys or is it actually gonna cater to old people that right. watched you know Robert De Niro's films when they were his age and they were like, hey, that guy's pretty cool, right. and all those Martin Scorsese films. <laughs> <laughs> I I have no idea. So, and the last one we watched, uh, the trailer was for Riddick. Now, if you haven't seen any of the Riddick films, I suggest seeking them out. Pitch Black is great. It's actually the only one that I've seen. I love it. I, I love that seen, movie. Uh, it's so good. Have not seen Chronicles. Chronicles of Riddick is the weaker film. Okay. But I still enjoy it. I just love uh, the character of Riddick. Also. <laughs> Not to get off the topic of movies, but the Riddick video games I've heard is very good. are brilliant. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah. And you say there's an animated film. There is an animated short. Oh, it's uh, a short. Th- oh, 30 minutes. Uh, that bridges the events between Chronicles of R- or, uh, Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's all it's ver- it's worth it's worth seeking out. This trailer looks like they've learned the mistakes from Chronicles of Riddick, which was, I think the writer and the director bit off a little more than they could chew. They tried to tell too epic of a tale gotcha. for, for Riddick. It's basically, Chronicles of Riddick is basically Conan the Barbarian in space. Right. So it was a little too much. It got a little confusing. They introduced a whole lot of information that the first movie never touched. It's it's a at prequel, all. correct? It takes place before Pitch Black. No, no, oh, it not... takes place after. Oh, okay. Yes, it takes place after. In fact, there's a uh, a lot of the characters, a couple of the characters return from Pitch Black. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie looks like it takes place well after this... Chronicles of Riddick. It and it looks like, like they're going back to what made Pitch Black great, well, yeah, which is it just looks him like stuck on a planet. It looks like a very similar setup, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Fighting an, an alien race of predators, like, you know, some kind of alien beast. People are hunting him. Yep. Uh, he's being he's being hunted by both creatures and bounty hunters. 
Yeah, it looks good. I'm just curious as to what it's going to do to really separate itself from Pitch Black because even from the trailer, it it looked pretty similar. It did look similar, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, Pitch Black was a good movie. So this one looks a little uh, beefed up, a little mm-hmm. bigger budget. Yeah, absolutely. A little more to look at. So, so I'm, cool I'm excited. It. I'm looking forward to it. I yeah, absolutely it love the Riddick movie, so I'm 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 on board for this. Yeah, Vin so. Diesel. He does a good job of that character. Yes, he does. All right, well let's uh, let's jump into some movies here. Let's let's get to this. We saw Paranorman, our Netflix film. A misunderstood boy takes on ghosts, zombies, and grown-ups to save his town from a centuries-old curse. Paranorman stars Norman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, reading the Norman. wrong. One. Stars Norman, Norman Babcock. Um, as himself. Here, I'm gonna let you read off who stars because the first kid, I'm like, I don't even know how to pronounce half. His Cody name. Smith McPhee, who I don't think is, I don't know what else he's been in. Oh, uh, he was in The Road. He looks kind of like a little shit. But he was in The Road. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we got Tucker Albrizi. I did not recognize him from anything. Uh, let's just do the ones we know. Casey Affleck. Whoa, you just skipped over Anna. Uh, 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 I'm saving her for last. Okay. Uh, Christopher Mintz-Plus, uh, of Kick-Ass fame. Yes. Leslie Mann, who, she's definitely been in stuff, but I can't think of what, what has she been uh, in. Uh, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, oh, man. Oh, yeah, she's in, oh, like, man. she's in a bunch of, uh, Judd Apatow's stuff. Yeah. Knocked up, this is 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, like, the friend, usually, of the leading lady in those yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Garland, who's awesome, and, uh, Honestly, if I would ever make a plug for another podcast on the show, it would be Jeff Garland's podcast. Go listen to it. It's I was really unaware he had a podcast. Yeah, he does. He just hmm. sits down with like different friends of his that are all like celebrities and writers and stuff. It's uh, by the way in conversation with Jeff Garland. Seek hmm. it out. It's really good. And finally, finally, I'm looking at like two more people here. Oh, who else? Alec Borstein. Oh, Alex I, li- Borstein. I like Alex Borstein. Yeah, she's, she's good. Oh, and John but, Goodman's in it. Mr. I Kramer. thought that was going to be the final one because John Goodman's amazing yeah, in this John film. John Goodman is amazing. No, the final one is Anna Kendrick because she's 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 yes. amazing. She's in the top ten. R- wow, she's in the top. Really, 10. really. She's 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 in there. I've only ever seen her in one other film that I was aware of. Have um, you seen one of her Scott early Pilgrim. films? Which is yeah, she's awesome in Scott Pilgrim, and. Up in the air, she's awesome in. I've not. Seen I love her because she can play like she can play a convincingly like almost like younger thirties girl, but then like a year before, or a year later, she'll play like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rocket Science is a super good movie. Is that another movie she's in? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> well, it's good. So, what were your Parker thoughts uh, on Paranorman? Paranorman, I thought it was really good. I thought it was an odd movie in the sense that it's one of those kids movies that doesn't really feel totally like a kids movie even yes. though it's still clearly in essence a kids movie yes uh there's there's lots of like adult humor woven in mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. at points like if i were watching with a young child i'd almost be like huh yeah ah, it they definitely don't, rides they don't understand that, it they definitely rides that pg rating right uh but it's pretty funny it's pretty cool it's got some good. It has it has a unique take on zombies. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't it does. beat you over the head with the old zombie tropes, but it still pays respects to mm-hmm. to them. It has a pretty crazy ending sequence. Uh, yeah, it does. That reminded me of like the end of Final Fantasy. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII uh, just reminded me of that. Yeah, it was good. For, I enjoyed for, it. For those who don't know, uh, Paranorman is a stop-motion animated uh, feature. The first stop-motion film to utilize 3D printers. So that's why they have such a wide I was array. wondering how it looked so unique. Yeah, it because it, after a while you get sucked in and you forget that it's stop-motion. Right. It It almost feels hand-drawn at times, or computer animated. Or, yeah, a lot of times I felt like it was almost CGI. Yeah. So it has a really, just really smooth animation. The animation's amazing. Yeah, It does Um, not look like a stop-motion film. No. That's that's for sure. The other things I loved about it was the voice acting and writing are are just amazing. The the delivery is great. It's Mm -hmm. very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't usually laugh out loud a lot when I'm by myself watching a movie, and there were several moments... Where I I was very very <laughs> happy with what I was seeing. I was like, "This is great. This is very funny." Um, yeah, the, going back to that though, now that I think about it, there's like quite a few times in that movie where it's pretty. There's a point where Norman is trying to wrestle away a book from a now dead corpse of a character that we've known throughout the film. Right. So this isn't even like some rando like who cares like dead body which would be bad enough in a children's film. This is a character that we've seen throughout the course of the first third of the movie and he wrestles with this dead body somewhat comedically but also gruesomely to get a book off of him. And I remember thinking while watching like this is ki- this is kind of grim, and I'm like a grizzled adult that has seen <laughs> some shit. How would I feel if I had a kid right now watching this with me? Um, I talked to a uh, colleague at work who tried to watch this with his, I think, seven year old, and said that it was it was a little too much for him to handle. Yeah, there don't watch this with like a really really young kid cuz no. there's many parts of it that are that would be very scary for a child. Uh, especially um, with the stop motion animation the way it looks, some of the the zombies oh yeah and and some of just the creatures are really really creepy. <laughs> it's it's one of those movies where like it all ends up okay, you know. The characters Obviously, that yeah. start out scary are revealed to be nicer or funnier later, but still, when you are introduced to them, when you first see the zombies, they are, by all accounts, zombies, terrifying, yeah, flesh-eating yeah. zombies, and uh, that'd be pretty scary for a kid, and the uh, the central uh, villain is this, like, I don't know, uh, phantasmal witch that engulfs the sky right, right, in, like, like, green radiance, mm-hmm. and... Uh, she alone is also pretty terrifying. Pretty, pretty scary, yeah. Going back to the animation, though, the the use of like lighting mm-hmm. really took me aback. Up until this movie, I would have said the best stop motion film would have been uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I think this movie kind of blows that one out of the water. Have you seen Coraline? I've not seen Coraline. I have to admit really that I've not seen Coraline. Again, uh, the, can't see them all. The same guy, Chris Butler, who directed and wrote this, did uh, Coraline. 
Ah, okay. Oh, look, partner has did some you, insight. Uh, did you saw Coraline, right? Yes, I did. So, like, similarly, uh, they're like terrifying things in Coraline for like adults, like to be watching it. Oh yeah, like like when those parents with the button eyes, like that's a scary idea. And or the it, corridor that oh like she crawls into. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, this they, they're really good at like kind of <clears throat> blending that, and I kind of liked it because it, it it almost is like. We're giving kids more credit because like when I was a kid, movies were pretty scary sometimes. Yeah. Oh, oh, that I, yeah. That I watched. Eighties, eighties children movies are proof that yeah. adults hated That's true. kids Absolutely. back in the day. That's that was, true. There was a lot a, of eighties movies for kids were scary. Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Shit. Enough said. Oh my god, yeah. Gremlins! Absolutely. <laughs> like, like terrifying and like. I wasn't messed up from it. It was just scary, and that's what right. happens when you're a kid. You see scary you see things. Scary and you stuff. read stories. If it wasn't interesting to you, you wouldn't pursue it. But if, but and if, if it you ha- were a young boy or yeah. a girl that were like into it, like you would watch these and be like, "Yeah." Like, and it's cool. like if it all ends up okay, you're not going to be scarred by it. No, mm-hmm. you're going to learn. You're going to learn a valuable lesson that, like, sometimes in life, there's scary shit along <laughs> <Right>. the way. <laughs> right. But you know what? If you persevere and you work hard, sometimes things will end up okay. Maybe sort of, kind of okay. <laughs> or, they, or they won't. A little bit. The one thing, or well, there there was a couple things in this movie that it, it kind of lost me on. The story, after a while, kind of I felt kind of dragged towards the... It is weird. There's a section towards like the maybe like two-thirds, three-quarters yeah, of the way through yeah. where you're thinking like, should this be over? Yeah, it and then definitely it kinda, like, has kicks back into gear again. It, it has some minor pacing issues, yeah. but I'll forgive it for that. Just with the clever writing, and like I said, visually the movie's amazing. One of my favorite uh, zombie comedy moments ever is when the one townsperson is at a vending machine, and yes, is yes. there's there's like a, a I don't know like a bag of chips or like a bag of crackers mm-hmm. at the very end of of the coil that goes through the vending machine and he's like standing there waiting and then the group of zombies show up and the guy's like screaming and being terrified but, but he'll like waiting. look back at the coil yeah. like as the as the snack is slowly approaching and he like refuses to leave before the snack comes and then the, finally the zombies are like on top of him and he just runs away but then, like, two seconds later, he, like, comes back and he's, like, still screaming and he grabs the snack and runs away again. It's so good. <laughs> See, for me, the, the funniest funniest moments for me was anything that the character Neil did. Oh, Neil was great. Neil was great. Neil is just this. From, from threatening a homeless person with uh, hummus. <laughs> yeah. To, to the scene where he is eating popcorn, watching his mom's aerobics tape. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Did you freeze frame mom's aerob- aerobic tapes again? No. <laughs> no. It's just him like looking at some like or just being confused ass. when when uh Norman's sister, when Norman's older like teenage sister is like l- looking for me just kind of leans out in the hallway and is like me? Really? Uh, okay. <laughs> like everything everything the character of Neil does okay. is is comedy. I cold. also love his brother Mitch. Uh yes. voiced by Casey Affleck. Yes. <laughs> Who's just this like aloof like just meathead jock. jock. Meathead jock, but, like, really nice. Like, he's just so nice. Yeah, he's, like, overly nice. Like, all he cares about in life is his car. Yeah, he and just like, loves his van. When, when, when this, like, hot girl shows up at his house, and he's just standing there, and he's like, oh, I have to do stuff? Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it's the right thing yeah, to do. I guess I can help. 
So there's also a great plot twist involving him towards the end. Oh uh, yeah, I will no, not no, give no, it away. No, no, um, don't want to give that. Yeah, away. what else can I say? Anna Kendrick is the voice of the sister in this movie. Parker knows my my undying love for Anna Kendrick, and how awesome the movie Rocket Science is. <laughs> I'll have to see um, this movie. I haven't seen it. Oh my gosh, you, we have to. That's we make an exception because it's probably not on Netflix or if it is, it was on Netflix. I think it was or some nonsense. Anymore. But yeah, we have to make an exception because Rocket Science. If you haven't seen it, is probably one of the best coming of age, like teen, you know, yeah. young teen movies. I don't ever know if made. Chris would love it that much. I you would have to, Chris. I will kill you if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to. This just in, folks. Rocket Science, best movie ever. Best movie. <laughs> I thought it was Star Trek 2, but I'm wrong, apparently. It's Rocket, whatever the hell this movie's called. Let's put it this way. It was a nine stars before Anna Kendrick was in it. Chris, you didn't even see Star Trek 2 yet. No, no, no. No, (laughs) no. Star Yeah, you you didn't see Star Trek 2 yet. What are you talking about? Wrath of of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Wrath of what? Khan? All right. Well, closing remarks. Yeah, let's uh, say. Why don't you? Why don't you slam a? Thought uh, was a, a rating quite good. Puppy. Probably one of the better animated films from last year. It did come out last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty twelve. Yep. Yeah, I will give it seven point five out of ten and a half corpses that a young boy has to wrestle with to to gain plot points throughout the movie. Something that should probably not be done in most children's films, but it works. All right. Well, I'm going to give it eight and a half out of 11 and four fifths. Mm. The times there were uh, uh, references that I knew that little kids would not get. that I was like, I think they put this in there just for me. Just for Chris. Just like, for good old Chris. The, the, the subtle Scooby-Doo references that I just I loved. So. Very nice. All right, moving on. Iron Man 3. The big gun. All right. When Tony Stark's world is torn apart by a formidable terrorist called the Mandarin, he starts an odyssey of rebuilding and redemption. Is that uh, redemption? Re- retribution. retribution. Sorry, I'm sitting all the way back well, here. Well, different. I need glasses. <laughs> uh, your body is a mess. That's right. <laughs> your body is... It's that's the sequel, the lesser known John Mayer. Hit. Yeah, your not, body not, is a mess. Your body is a horror land. <laughs> your body is a horror world. <laughs> your body, <laughs> your body is a horror world. Yes, it is, Chris. Well, I, well, I'm falling apart. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's it's. I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune, Chris, but that is funny stuff and accurate, incredibly accurate. I don't care who you are. I do. I love Sean Freud. Uh, <laughs> so this movie, it's my favorite German dish. <laughs> this Best movie, cold. This movie stars Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, Don Cheadle, Guy Pearce, Rebecca Hall, John Favreau, Ben Kingsley. Uh, uh, no one else matters. Uh, no one. <laughs> I'm looking down the list. No, nobody else, else matters. Nope. So, what did uh, what did you think, Matt, of Iron Man Three? I thought it was quite good. All right, that's that's the podcast, everybody. Right, we'll night, see everybody. you next week. Have a good night. I give it two Iron Mans out of two. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, it was better. Right. <laughs> it was better than the second. 
Yes. Well, yes, yes, it was. Not as good as the first. See, I keep going back and forth. I keep going back and forth on I whether it was better no. than the first or not. No, I say no. Yeah, I can't be. Because the first one, I literally show like have watched that with like my parents, Pamela, people who don't care about superhero movies. Right. And they watched it and liked it. Really? And in this movie, I'm like, there's no way I could get Pamela to do this. She right, would be no. like, uh, nope. Okay, yeah, I could see. However, my um, when I went to the, the screening, um, my aunt and uncle showed up out of nowhere, which was surprising because I didn't know they went to movie theaters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Watch and, this here. And uh, they sat through the whole thing, and I was kind of surprised. But I kept going back and forth. There were moments in this movie that, that I felt like kind of dragged a little bit. But yeah. my initial fears were put to rest when the trailer came out. We were worried it was going to be too serious and too, too dark. dark. Right. And it's certainly not. No. Uh, Shane Black's no. unique sense of humor really comes through mm-hmm. in this film. It's got like a lot of quick one-liners, a lot of back and forth. Robert Downey Jr. brings his A-game as yeah, it's usual. Probably, it's probably got the best Tony Stark moments i would say i would ag- yeah i'd agree with that of probably all the marvel films even more than avengers yeah. which had mm-hmm. some good mm-hmm. yeah uh don Cheadle is awesome I mean, he just he does a great job yeah i was initially upset when they recast that character the roadie character yeah, Rhodey. because i really like uh what's his name who played him in the first one you know oh, uh, hustle and flow that guy yeah we all know uh, who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, his name escapes me at the um, moment. I really like him as an actor, and I was like, yeah. And he ha- you know, he brings a certain thing to it, and his style. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. I love, like, Terrence Howard, and, and he brings a certain, like, himself to it. Like, Terrence has a way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I was really like, oh, Don Cheadle. Like, I mean, I like Don Cheadle, but I'm like, eh. But then he was awesome in this one. I really liked him. See, I role. felt when they, were, when, when they got Don Cheadle, I was like, oh, they, they've, they've upgraded because I, I mean, I like Terrence Howard, but I love Don Cheadle. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, have you seen Hustle and Flow? I have not seen Hustle That's and Flow. Such a good movie. This episode like is movie? what has what I've hasn't never, Chris seen? You've never, never seen it either. Seen it. Oh my god, it's so good. Anyway, anyway, Terrence Howard, he's my man. Um, okay, but no, I I love I love Don Howard, Cheadle. Terrence Howard, love out to you. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> See, kiss, I'm doing yeah, kisses was, on my peace fingers. He was like. great in Pearl Harbor, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Silence. I like how little John Favreau was in it. That was a plus. Because <laughs> well, he, was, he was like, you don't like John Favreau? He's kind of annoying in Iron Man too, and by kind of I mean really annoying in Iron yeah. Man too. I liked him in this movie. Yeah, I think he was good. Yeah, because he was in it for a whopping ten minutes. He spent most of it in the whoa, whoa, whoa! Spoiler free zone. This is a spoiler free zone. He spent most sir. of it in the spoiler free zone, like our listeners. Uh, and Guy Pierce, of course, is awesome. So pretty much everybody except Gwyneth Paltrow was worth watching. I don't. I don't Do like. You, I don't like Gwyneth, don't Paltrow. Like Gwyneth Paltrow. Really? Not really. I mean, I don't have anything against her. I just don't think she's that great of an actress. I don't, don't really like her that much. Okay. So does it stem from your hatred of Coldplay and the fact that she's married to Coldplay? She's married, <laughs> she's married to, Coldplay. to Coldplay. No, I actually like Coldplay, and um, I mean, Chris, look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You're in uh, Para. Para. Paradise. <laughs> oh, my. Para. Para. Paradise. That's what a bad song to reference. Of all, <laughs> so their, songs. Of all their songs, that's uh, what you got. Uh, clocks. <laughs> um, oh, clocks. okay. 
It, no, hey, no. Like okay, we're not we're not going on tangents on this okay. episode. We're not going on tangents. Sorry, Michael. Um, about my mother. <laughs> so. Let's Wait, just say, whoa, whoa! Don't bring your mama into that. Hey, no, 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 right. no! In in in, in college, when I, right. <laughs> when I was at, when I was in college, my mom called me up and she said, "I I really I heard this new song on the radio. It's called Clocks. It's by this band I never heard of. I think they're called Slayer." <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there How thinking, did that confusion arise? I'm just I'm just How really does confused. That happen? I'm just really lost, and I'm like. I haven't heard this song Clocks yet. So I was like, Slayer? My mom <laughs> likes a Slayer song. And it and took me a few minutes to piece it together. Like, oh. Wait, how do you piece that together? The, the best part is that she was actually listening to Gangster Paradise. Gangster <laughs> <laughs> Paradise. The best anyway. part was she was listening to book four of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this new song by Slayer where they talk about. Where they talk for six hours. They talk about the houses. <laughs> And all of the the kingdoms. That's right. On <laughs> Westeros, it doesn't rhyme very well. <laughs> it's not. It's a really long song, but it's really it's, good. It's 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 almost twenty hours long. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I I absolutely without. But before we get into spoilers, because we will be getting into spoilers, we'll we'll put up a time code to. No, yeah, I to. liked I liked this one a lot. Um, I I agree. Robert Downey Jr. was like just perfect, and like him interacting with like there's a child character that's yes. just uh, every that was every actually one of the highlights of the movie. Yeah, every scene they're in together is awesome. Yes. Uh, if I can say one complaint, okay. and I often find myself feeling this way with different action movies, I felt like there was a little lack of action. Yeah. This was the one movie that I will say, and I don't think this is a spoiler. This is the one Iron Man film where Iron Man's not in it a lot. It's mostly Tony Stark that being running said, around. There's probably just as much action as the second movie, which didn't have a lot. Well, I no, I feel like the yeah, yeah. I, I think the problem was um, the thing is that they like just jam packed the action into a couple of scenes that yeah. were like overload. Because yeah. the last, is, is the last, the last fifteen is minutes a is long insane. Action scene. Yeah, it's pretty it's, awesome and it's epic. It's, and it's yeah. really epic. But the time before that, Tony Stark spends a whole lot of time not in the suit. Which I thought was going to annoy me, but honestly, it 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 didn't. No, I agree. So, I think that they're they're setting it up to have, like in the fu- I mean maybe in the future Marvel movies having him play more of a role as Tony Stark, which you know he is in that universe so right. much, and it would be weird to have him in the movies like all of a sudden like not Iron Man. So this is a good transition. Right, right. right. At the end, I thought this film felt like a transitional film. It felt like this is setting up the Tony Stark's character, like the character of Tony Stark, for the next Avengers film. That's yeah. what I really felt like they were going for. You think it'll take more of a backseat, or be a little more? I I Tony don't Stark I don't know. I think Iron it's going to be more Tony Stark than mm-hmm. just Iron Man. Yeah. The the problem with with these Marvel movies um, is that they suffer from just exactly that. Is that they they're always setting up. For like the next one, like, like we were waiting. Okay, well, we had to have the Captain America movie and the Thor movie because we had to get ready for Avengers. Right. And it was like Captain America fell short a little bit. Thor was good, but there was some things that felt like some of them fall short. But right. it's like, well, they're just wait, just wait. And, yeah. and gr- granted, Avengers was amazing. So 
it, it kind of warranted it. But at the same time, it's like, why are we watching these movies just to set the scene? Mm-hmm. Like for comic book people, even even just like vague comic book people, you probably understand this, the universe. Right. Like you don't need that much background. And like, so it's just like, what? Like, what is we doing? You know, if we're just right. always doing like more what setup, we more doing? setup. More we setup. don't need, I mean, we were talking about it earlier with the Incredibles. Incredibles is a superhero movie that has no origin story and doesn't right. need one. Nope, right. Not at all. And I don't think that, especially in the Marvel universe, I don't think we need necessarily an origin story. We didn't get an origin story for Black Widow. We didn't get an origin story for uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, those characters were fine. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was confused I mean, as to who they, they were. They are lesser characters in the Marvel universe. I mean, well, obviously they're lesser characters, but yeah. like if somebody said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do a, a, a Hawkeye origin story," <laughs> well, have fun with that. Yeah. No one's gonna be, go see it. It better be animated and straight to DVD. <laughs> exactly. It better be a sixty-minute cartoon because no one's gonna care. So, except like kids, like Damien Jonah is he? He saw Avengers obsessed with Hawkeye. Nothing really? else. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> really? Huge dudes doing amazing stuff. Hawkeye. He's not, the man. I'm not like, not the Incredible Hulk. Good. Not yeah. Thor. I feel like, and, and, I, and I totally, like, I'm just thinking of it now that we're talking about this. I feel like it's, it's a similar thing that I would have done because it's the one guy you look at and go, hey, I could do that, maybe. Like, He's not a superhero. He literally just has cool gadget with a with a bow and arrow. Right. If I learn a bow and arrow well enough, I could be. Where, where, where is there's you? I'm not gonna be Thor. I'm not gonna be Thor. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, Odin did not have me as a son. Hey, uh. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. <laughs> still working lived, through it. Just because he lived down the block from me, you know, you think he could have just had me as a son? No, instead, my parents had me. Well, that that's your therapy sessions must be insane. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. To that. <laughs> I literally have nothing to say. I have no response. All right. Well, before Parker breaks the podcast, let's uh, let, let we're gonna Go get into the into realm some of spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about this movie a little more in depth. So I'll put I'll put a time code as to where to skip to, and we're done. Yeah. Okay. Stop listening. Stop it. Turn to page forty-eight now. If you. You so, want to hear spoilers? Turn to page thirty. <laughs> it's, it's like a choose your own adventure <laughs> cast. <laughs> choose your own adventure. The podcast. If you want to not hear spoilers, go out of your house and get a life. <laughs> Why are you listening to podcasts about movies? Wait, don't don't Did you go think see we were going. Movies. Don't don't. <laughs> Did you think we were going to be super cryptic on everything we talk about? So, this is a movie where this happens. Uh, It was good. (laughs) Don't want to say any more. Don't want to give anything away, so... Well, you we literally don't need to see them because we don't have to. Spo- we're not allowed to spoil it. Okay, so Iron Man three, starring Robert Downey Jr. and uh, directed by Shane Black. It was good. <laughs> Nothing you. else to say. Don't want to give Man. anything away. Wow, you're like really oversimplifying this, <laughs> and I love it. Uh, <laughs> there are some podcasts I've listened what to. What this podcast could be? Yeah. No, I no, no lie. There are some pod like this. Part of the reason why I wanted to do a movie podcast is every movie podcast I listened to was exactly that. Wait, it was good. I can't tell you why it was good, but it was good. good. It's good. Is this this podcast origin story, Chris? Are you doing? Uh, (laughs) Damn it! It This podcast needs an origin story. I woke up one morning and to the critic origins. No, 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 no. I'm I'm waiting. 
I'm waiting for this podcast to get huge. <laughs> it's a separate podcast. <laughs> it's, just it's just another like, podcast. And it's like Chris, and he's just like, hey, I'm a teenager. And I'm young, and I just saw this movie in the theaters, and I think I like movies. I wonder if the internet's ever going to have a way to make a radio show. <laughs> to avoid spoilers, skip ahead to one hour and 45 seconds. All right. So, one of the big problems a lot of people are having with this film. Yeah, I, I understand. Matt mentioned that this was like a like a, a split a split decision. Mm-hmm. Like, some people are one side of the fence, some people yeah. the other. And I, I, I loved it. Now, again, well, it, it, if you're at this part, you've seen the movie. The Mandarin is not the main villain. No. Well, technically. Technically. technically he is. He let's, is. let's put it this way. Ben Kingsley right. is not the main villain. The, the <laughs> guy that looks like the Mandarin in the trailers that the, from the comics is not actually the character of the Mandarin. No. No, he Which, is not. Which, if you're listening to this part, you already know this. So let's talk about why it's good, why it's bad. So it took me aback... A little bit when when it re- when they revealed that the character like the, the guy saying that he's right. Mandarin is just some washed up British actor who has a <laughs> drug problem. Yeah, and I'm just like I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the theater and and Melissa feels my my arm tense up a little bit like damn it what are they doing they're ruining everything <laughs> they're ruining who's who's gonna bring Ultimo in they're Iron Man ruining Four? one of the best characters that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> That's the what she Mandarin. she did. She did remind me. She leaned over. She's like, "I don't know who the Mandarin is. Shut up and enjoy the movie." That's I great. mean, when he's rolling up into that house with like his MacGyver tech, and you're like, "He's about to get introduced to the Mandarin. This dude is gonna wreck him. Yeah, he right. Has nothing." And I'm like, "This is gonna be like if they somehow make it that he gets out of this alive, I'm gonna be annoyed." And then when it played out the way it did, I was like, "I like it." Yes. After my initial fanboy comic book nerd no that's not what i'm used to then i realized like no this is actually perfect this is exactly what it needs to be also to his credit ben kingsley did like an amazing job being this like when he comes out and you're first like what and then his attitude immediately you just are like you fall in love with this character that's just like an idiot just a a bumbling moron who has no clue why he's there doesn't care doesn't even realize that they're actually killing people thinks that it's like a promotional stunt. Like he's like, no one actually died. The fact, like, like, like in doesn't his, even know. I, I could just, I could just picture, like, in his mind, he's like, I have everything I need right in this room. I have <laughs> drugs, alcohol, women, and a gigantic television that's playing <laughs> soccer. I don't care when they ask me to be the Mandarin. The British, the British heaven is, is before me. Yep, pretty um, much. I I thought it was actually good because if the Mandarin character that he portrayed actually turned out to be the Mandarin. I would have been left wondering, like, what the hell kind of accent was he actually? That is, a, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, the accent, first thing I thought when accent, I saw the trailer, I was like, "You'll weird. never see me coming." His accent, <laughs> weird. Is, his accent is, that, is almost Southern is that, Baptist. Like, what, what is that? Well, yeah, that's like, what he mentioned Rush, at one point. Russo Indian <laughs> Middle Eastern Native American with cool. with with like a hint of like. Tennessee, yeah, <laughs> redneck. Like it's very confusing. Do you so, want a worthless life or a meaningful death? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> all right. Nicely done. No, I'm actually feeling really sick right now. <laughs> 
But a lot of people apparently are using that as an excuse to hate the movie, which... Mm-hmm. No, it's he's not prominent enough of no, a villain no. to care that much. And they do make a point to say at the end that Guy Pierce is actually the main villain. And, well, and, and to their credit, like when, when he gets his, like... First of all, how ridiculous is it that the dude's clothes aren't coming off when he's 3,000 degrees... That is a little annoying. Uh, he I purchased Hulk pants. Thank you very okay. much. <laughs> no, they didn't stretch. He was three thousand degrees. Hulk pants can withstand any amount okay. of force. Well, then when <laughs> Iron Man punches him later, his shirt comes off. That was a little bit annoying. He didn't have Hulk that. That's shirt. what you. That's what you pick up as annoying. Pants. Really? No, that's but, it. But his, like, whatever. I, that beside the point. But they did point out uh, in the one thing I read that that he does have like the kind of dragon tattoos that are associated with mandarin's like style yeah. right like he, yeah. all over his chest so like it definitely like you know he he and he has powers he's shooting fire out of his mouth this actually I mean, makes whatever. a, a great makeshift spinoff for a uh, girl with the dragon tattoo <laughs> the the home audience Agreed. can't see me shaking my head but and, and they can't so see upset. me like with my mouth agape just yeah. looking back yeah. and forth between yeah. Parker. Excellent. Now, now, I will say the one the one thing that I was annoyed with and still kind of am annoyed with a little bit. Not not enough for me to like dislike the movie because it was mm-hmm. great and I loved it. But towards the end with the insane battle, he brings out all of his Iron Man suits. Mm-hmm. His Iron Men. His Iron Men. <laughs> and I couldn't help feeling that this was just a... His a Mary Iron Man. A clear representation of the inverse ninja rule, which states one ninja is badass. <laughs> a thousand ninjas are boring. And fold like paper. <laughs> so he brings out something like 70 Iron Man suits. No, he's on Mark 42. Was it? Oh, was it so only 42? 42. There yeah. cannot be oh, more than that. okay. 42. And the first few marks are blown up. Where Mark 1 is the one from the caves. Right, yeah. That was one thing that did did kind of get on my nerves a little bit was just the sheer number of well, Iron it's Man like suits. You've seen this suit withstand fighting like gods. And, and now it's falling getting apart. Getting sucked like a... into jet engines and now like some guy with a little bit of fire causes right, him to fall right, apart. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. I mean, Thor... Thor Bashes him with his hammer. Yeah, everything's fine. Some dude punches it with with fire, and it just explodes. Oh yeah, with three thousand degrees of heat, that's pretty significant. Thor's but hammer, still, though. Thor's hammer. Thor's the hammer of the gods. Right, but Iron Man was in that suit. That's different. <laughs> when he's in the suit, it's more powerful. I guess that's true. That's, I but that that was but again that that's me being like nitpicking. Because yeah. that scene was awesome. It was pretty cool the way he was just like falling into suits. Oh, yeah, he would fall in and out of suits and stuff. Yeah. Like that was great. And back out. Like that was great when like he was fighting and he was like gonna get punched, so he would just like eject, eject out of the suit and then get into another suit. It was quite cool. So even though that annoyed me a little bit, mm-hmm. the payoff of having all those suits was worth it. Yeah. That I was like, you know what, this is still fun and crazy and enjoyable i was about to say you should go see it but if you're still listening to this part you've you already seen, seen it, it <laughs> so who cares my summation for the movie because you just said it is crazy good <laughs> nice pop tarts reference yeah pop tarts guys you've all you've all seen that <laughs> thing 
<laughs> you remember that Pop Tarts campaign yeah, from about five years ago? Pop Tarts campaign. <laughs> the guy. I uh, I I I don't. I don't remember. Sorry. It's okay. I'm lost. You've but that's gonna be my rating. Um. Eight, uh, no, 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 no. My rating's gonna be um, forty out of forty-two Iron Man suits that had to die in the making of this film. Nice. <laughs> the 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 thing that I'm just gonna say quick is. There were the moments that I thought would like groan was like, you know, like he saves the people from falling off a freaking plane eighteen thousand feet up. They land in the water and they're like, Woo! Woo! Yeah, yeah, that uh, part go was America. That part <laughs> was pretty up. lame. And then like that I mean, you know, granted, uh, you know, whatever, but that whole pepper pots thing, like becoming like superhero towards the end, I was like, okay. Oh, I thought that was pretty awesome. Actually. Like no, I, that I was like, hoping they would the keep her like that. Me. I, I was just like, uh eh. I was like, okay. No, I mean like I'll let me let me say it this way. I like when it was happening, I was like, awesome. But then afterwards I'm like, that is pretty ridiculous though. Yeah. I was just sitting in theater going, All right, which Marvel character is she gonna be next? <laughs> What to... movie? What movie is she gonna be? She's gonna be uh, what's his name? Johnny. <laughs> what's his name? Johnny Fantastic. Johnny Storm. Johnny, Storm. Johnny, Johnny Fantastic. <laughs> Johnny you know Fantastic. Johnny Fantastic. <laughs> you know Dick Trickle. <laughs> Dick Tri- Johnny She's Fantastic Dick. sounds like a like She's a Vegas card Trickle. player. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Johnny Fantastic. <laughs> he's, he's like a magician. I <laughs> no, just no. do card tricks. <laughs> Don't ask for anything else. <laughs> So, all right, let's let's uh, let's slam a rating onto this thing. I already did. Yeah, that was your do rating. You, forty you... out of forty. That's a little high, actually. That's pretty high. I'm yeah. gonna do thirty-three out of forty-two Iron Man suits that right. had to die in the making of this film. Okay, well, I'm gonna do two out of four parts where I thought, man, this movie would be better if Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't in it. <laughs> Jeez, you really hate her. Man. I don't hate her. I just don't think she's that good, and I don't like her as Pepper Potts. I just don't understand the hate. Yeah, really. I can understand just... like ambivalence, and like also hate. like Pepper, like <clears throat> cares. Like I, I think if anything, she at least brings some legitimacy to the character of Pepper Potts. Yeah, like, like man, I, I can't believe they ruined that girl sidekick. That's kind of <laughs> that's in the Iron Man comics. Sort of in the comics. No, 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 no. You get. Uh, I'm not even defending myself on this one. I'm just gonna let it go. No, she's a central part of the Tony Stark mythology. I mean, it's Thank not like Mary much. Jane, who's like a big. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that she ruined the character of Pepper Potts. I just don't like her in general. Okay. Like they they could have gotten literally anyone else, and I probably would have been much happier. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, okay, done. What? <laughs> no. See, I would have thought you would have been against that. Um, Would she have done a good job? No. Jennifer better Lawrence. Gwen- better than Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, probably. Jennifer Lawrence. Ah, here we go. How do you feel about that? Ooh, I don't know. I'm not, sure who I dis- I'm not sure who I dislike more <laughs> She's now. She's a little too popular with the nerds. Um... She's too down to earth for me. I just don't see why everyone loves. Don't really see the. Why does everyone love Jennifer Lawrence? She's too attractive and down to earth. No, no, I do not think she is attractive at all. Um, (laughs) come on, cool, cool, cool story, bro. Cool story, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but if I had to, maybe. Okay, but that that aside, like. More than any other celebrity I've ever heard talk in an interview. Like she seems oh, like a person that oh, you could get. To oh, know. her interview skills are amazing. Uh, well, I mean, she, that's enough. But she sucks, though. <laughs> but I'm she I'm rating her. I'm, she's I'm a, rating she's a beacon of light in today's jaded celebrity world. But she sucks. 
<laughs> Parker, I like my celebrities <laughs> jaded. That's how I like Back them. in my day, all celebrities did coke and looked down on people because they had That's less right. money than them. I like, I like. I don't like these newfangled down-to-earth celebrities. I like my celebrities more like Charlie Sheen because they're funnier when they go off the rails. Then when they got old and dug themselves an early grave with drugs and alcohol, we all had a good laugh. <laughs> Laughed ourselves to the bank. Because we all got paid when they died. That was an old thing. They took that away. <laughs> they took that away from Another us. reason why the old days were better. Damn Obama. <laughs> took away damn, after pay. Damn Obama with his not giving out actors' monies when they die. <laughs> Spreading it amongst the people. Spreading it amongst the people. Oh, my God. We gave them a career. The least they could do is give us back all our money. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't think all this would spawn from just me stating that I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. All right, and one last thing. I thought that was one of the better um, post-credit scenes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, the That's post-credit screen is the post. The stinger is hilarious Although I wonderful. didn't recognize uh, really Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo for first. a second. It, he looked it different. Took, it took he looked me a like second he had put too. on some weight and he had more facial hair. Yeah. Well, he did have he did have a beard. Yeah, I think the the one thing I did notice too is during the credit sequence they have this really cool like kind of James Bond slash Charlie's Angels ish like mm-hmm. recap right. of all the movies. And halfway through it, I'm, I turned to Damien and I saw it with, and I'm like, I guess we didn't need to see the first three movies. You could just watch this yep, credit sequence. Credit yeah. It literally p- plays out the whole thing. But a surpri- like not surprising, but a, a, a great lack of Iron Man two scenes. Oh, Literally, yeah. like a ton of scenes from three, a ton of scenes from one, and maybe like one or two. Hey, scenes we from two. remember when this thing happened? Maybe yeah, sort of. Okay, next Iron Man three. Remember that? Remember? Yeah, you just watched it. It was awesome. Don't think about Iron Man two. <laughs> that movie was rough. So yeah, that about wraps it up for us. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, once again, want to plug the Facebook page and iTunes, rating on Facebook. iTunes, all that jazz. You you know the drill at this IMDb. point. IMDb. IMDb. Sure, I guess. Yeah, we put our profiles up there. Um, our only credits are podcast. You can yep <laughs> podcast. Uh, so yeah, check us out there. Uh, once again, want to thank uh, Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song mm-hmm. on the uh, Geek Remix albums. He's a good guy. Uh, I, I sure, I'm sure he is. I never met hey, him. Hey, I, I don't <laughs> know if you've mentioned this before, but Chris, those albums are actually free. They're free. They free to free download. Free of charge, in fact. Free to download. So oh, that's free, crazy. Free from oh. the, the chains of that enslavement kind of music that money brings for free? Us. For free. That's right. I was actually Quality listening too. to him today. He uh, he has uh, two Star Trek remixes on there. Yes. They're so worth, so worth getting. So check them out at geekremix.com. So until next time, I'm Chris Klump. I'm Matt. Sh- and he's Parker Lynch. <laughs> we'll see you next time. True that. <laughs>